The Better on Draft podcast is recorded live in Detroit Sound Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back with your host, Dan, Nick, Ken, Rob, and Matt. And we are live with the Better on Draft podcast. My name is not Ken. What's up? <laughs> hey. What's up? This actually is Robert doing a little bit of a hosting today. Yeah, and I went with Robert. That's, yeah, I know you have a problem. Such a dork. Yeah, I know. But that, that's okay because, you know, that's just the stage name. Uh, this is episode 94. As Matt Bush would say, this would probably be the Ziggy Ansa episode. There you go. Ezekiel, yeah. he was the only top 100 NFL player in the top 400 thing that they did. Well, at least they had one. There were still, what, four teams that we, didn't we, have one at we all. We had the number three most players in the top 400, but we only had one in the top 100. Well, well yeah, that, that's still something. It's always something. At least you're not, you know, one of the either Bears, uh, 49ers, and other other two other teams. But those were Steelers. Two. They suck. Hey, excuse hey, you. No, no, no. Um, I, I believe Antonio Brown was number three ish. Who? You know who? Wide receiver. Who? AB. Yeah, people want Le'Veon Bell more than him, anyways. Well, you know, Le'Veon Bell needs to sign a contract because he's really starting to piss me off right now. <laughs> So what's going on, Rob? Hey. This hey, is Ken. your show, not mine. I'm just sitting back drinking beer. Right, right, right. How you doing, Ken? I'm doing well. That's good. That's good. What what you drinking over there? Uh, so from the uh, Boiler Brewing Company out of the Nebraska. There we go. Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Cherry Limeade Goza. We have uh, a couple crawlers from them. Uh, compliments of my father, who was on a uh, big road trip and brought us a bunch of beer to drink. Nice. I should hand that over here real quick. Oh, okay, I, I can do that for you. I know you. there's there's the other one that's over there that that that's next to, to Angela that I want to get a hold of. Speak of which, how you doing, Angela? I'm really good, thank you. How You're are good. you? Doing all right, doing all right. You were on a, a hellacious trip this this last week or so. It's yeah, I'm just... sad. I'm really sad to be back. <laughs> she went to go see like Dashboard Confessional or something in Georgia, <laughs> something like that. Something. Like I don't that. know. They just performed here. That's all I know. Uh, Is, who, who'd you go see? I saw Jack Johnson. Oh, Jack Johnson. Okay. <laughs> I forgot that I went to a concert. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I saw him at the Gorge, if anyone knows what the Gorge is. It was pretty epic. Hey, not just uh, pictures of you know mountains and lakes, just, just chilling out and enjoying the, the scenery. And, and I, hey, I kind of forget a concert if you know, yeah. go, go through all of that. We drank a lot, too. So <laughs> we drank a lot, and I lied to customs about how much beer I had or if I had any beer. And I ended up getting randomly selected to get searched on the way home. How was that? Yeah, how'd that go? Terrifying, actually, because we had other uh, things in the car that were considered illegal. Wine and liquor, understandable. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It was so so funny. She kept a straight face until I winked at her and just done. (laughs) So actually, if you're traveling to Canada, any citrus fruits cannot cross the border. 
Um, and pepper spray is considered a firearm, and you can go to jail up to five years in Canada. So, oh wow, you're here. So, for all you know, my friends, yeah, that's yes. good. I hit so, it. I hit it good. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so did they take? Did they confiscate anything? Obviously, well, peppers her and clementines. They, they took those. Okay, so they, they took those. They took those. <laughs> Not wow. the Sasquatch stout that I brought back for us. <laughs> Coffee, chocolate, and mystery. Mystery. We'll crack it open. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to that. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have a couple guests in the studio. I guess I'm going to start over to my right. If you guys would like to introduce yourselves. Okay. We're Jeff and my wife, Kat. Hello. And we are opening a new brewery, hopefully in August. Hopefully. As long as the state of Michigan thinks it's a good time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the brewery will be, right uh, his name is Jamex Brewing Company. And everybody always asks us why we picked that name. Why did we pick that name? <laughs> <laughs> because for like three months straight, we were coming up with all different names, all different ideas, you know, um, anything that sounded cool or seemed beer-like. It turns out that everything's pretty much taken. <laughs> everything's either a brewery or a beer or something to do with the brewing industry and we could not find a single we're just name. super unoriginal people like that. <laughs> <Or> that. <laughs> um so we have two little boys at home james and alex and we just made a name ah that, that, that makes perfect so how does james feel that he's getting four-fifths of the name and <laughs> alex is getting one what's fifth? worse is james is the younger brother so oh. this is gonna be a problem in <laughs> Be a, a lot of issue. A lot of litigating coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's this. What, I, mean, I figured it's just as far as the order. That's that's the way that that makes sense. So yeah, and if that's kind of the way to go. Yeah. So so, what really got you into the idea of you know opening a brewery? Well, let's see. We we moved to San Diego back in two thousand and nine. And the, you say that that's like a really long time ago. That's what it feels like. But. I mean, it's been eight years, but it's yeah. like back. In, I, I was still out of high school at that time. That's the year I graduated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. You graduated oh nine in high school. Oh nine, so far. Oh my god, I didn't. Know. <laughs> I was like, damn. I thought I thought you were Everybody closer to my age. Horrible. I didn't realize you were so young. Don't age me. It's a sensitive subject. <laughs> Don't age. <laughs> So you moved to San Diego in 09. Yeah, and um, the craft beer scene in San Diego is absolutely, like, in full, like, full throttle mode. They were much, much further ahead when we left, Yeah, when we went there. And I just remember going to the closest liquor store to get a beer, and, like, you know, the first beer I bought in San Diego was a Green Flash West Coast IPA. Mm. And I was thinking, like, I was just looking at the label, like, wow, this is brewed in San Diego, that's cute. (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, the next time I go to the beer store, I get, like, an Alesmith beer. I'm like, this is excellent. Oh. Anything Alesmith, I think, is great. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's San Diego, too. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it occurs to me that San Diego is, like, a great beer city. All beer. It's all right. Like, <laughs> like oh. every single beer in the liquor store <laughs> is actually brewed in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, it's They're all like, right. Oh. Modern Times is out there, too. <laughs> I don't like the breweries in San Diego for their whole uprisal or upheaval of Ten Barrel. Or whatever the brewery, I think it's Ten Barrel, the brewery, the the big brewery that opened up or wanted to open up in San Diego, because uh, um, 
Yeah, that's just rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. I, I have a I have a disdain for people who don't like being welcoming to other people. Yeah. Um, and that includes involving breweries, brewers, fans. Like, uh, again, it, you've listened to our show long enough to know we're very, you know, if you like it, it's a good beer. That's what our sponsor, North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, well says. If you like it's it, it's a good beer. Cool. I don't care what you drink as long as you enjoy it. Whether it's Rob drinking his Four loco, or you know Angela drinking her Half Acre, you know. At least he gave you one that you like. <laughs> Goodness, Four loco. I've already insulted her apparently for her age for well, graduating I mean, in '09. So fine. T- you don't you don't bring up a woman's age ever. You don't you don't do that. I don't look at me. You said he thought I was older than I am. Yeah, see, and and that I thought that because you're so much more mature. Oh well, okay, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe it, but I'll take it. Uh, Yeah, I see what you did there. All right, so so everything with with the scene that was going on in San Diego was were were as far as because um, I I saw that you guys you've done some home brewing. Were you doing yes. home brewing before that, or no. was it that that really put you into doing it? Well, there was. It's funny at the time the closest homebrew store, so I wanted to start home brewing. Actually, Cap bought me a homebrew kit for my birthday, and the the store she bought it from was the Bellist Point Homebrew Store, and now Bellist Point I don't even think you consider them a craft brewery anymore, right? Technically. Yeah. Technically, no. Technically, no. But it seems like it was ages ago. Well, what's funny is, oh, is that changed. you know yeah. you, you talk about what, when did you move back to Michigan? We moved back in uh, the oh. fall, the late fall of 2012. Okay, so when Ballast Point got to Michigan, like that week is when Constellation announced his purchase of Ballast sure. Point. So everyone, it was like that this huge hype, and everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> Like you're yeah. expecting, I'm like it's still good beer. I mean, we drank yeah. Ballast Point on here for the oh, first like yeah. six, eight months. Like yeah. everyone was drinking the Sculpins. The, Dan mm-hmm. was always drinking the Habanero Sculpin. I think the only beer we didn't like from them was the Watermelon, watermelon Dorado. Dorado. Yeah, yes. <laughs> which is weird because I do like watermelon beers, yeah. like Wienermelon, um, to high or hell, hell, hell or high watermelon, hell or high watermelon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that one, no, no. Yeah, that, that was bad. <laughs> Um, so you were in San Diego for a couple of years. You actually made your way back into Michigan. Um, so that was five years ago. So you, you got your brew kit. What made you take that leap from home brewing to big barrel system or want to? My dad. Your dad? Yeah. My dad. Yeah. Um, well, my dad tries to fix my dad tries to fix everyone's lives for them. Right. <laughs> and so he Ooh. likes to come over and tell us what we should do with our lives all the time. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, no, he came by and as usual, he's trying to figure out, you know, um, you know, how we can make more money and be better adults. This is coming from a guy who's a CEO of a company in Germany, though. Yeah, right. I mean... No, no, no. But no, I mean, it it all goes from a good spot, right? It's good fatherly advice. Um, And He wants the best for his daughter. He wants the best, right. And so (laughs) one day, you know, Jeff just brought up his homebrew, and my dad's like, your beer's really good. Like, it's really good. You should open up a brewery. And we're like, hmm, let's look into that. 
And then we realized, like, you know, then we kind of thought back to the breweries in San Diego, and we're like, you know, a lot of them are actually just warehouses with just a bar, a couple taps, and there you go. You have a brewery and a tasting room. Like, it is that simple. It doesn't have to be, you know, that um, upscale or intricate. Like, the big ones, you can totally start small and work your way up. And, yeah, and that's kind of how the wheels started churning. Um, obviously, warehouse in Michigan is not so easy. And there are, um, I'm sure there's been quite a few more regulations since when we yeah. first started visiting breweries. Um, but, no, but so we are starting off with a two-barrel system, you know, kind of going borderline homebrew scale. I mean, as far as breweries go. And we kind of like that because our goal is to make new beer all the time. So we don't want to have really staples. It's just, you know, every week Jeff brews and something new is going to be coming up every single week. Do you brew at all? I help. You help? I help. What, What does that mean? She knows enough. She could handle it. That means I point out everything he's doing wrong and I clean don't, up. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, like she likes cleans out the mash ton, you know. Let's say she I, does the hard work. Yeah, I, I'm good at cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing is that we're 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 gonna start doing some collaboration brews. I'm like, I just don't want to do the cleaning part. I want to do the brewing part. But the, <laughs> you want to make the mess. Yeah, I want to <laughs> I want to make the mess. I don't right. want to clean it up. So yeah. St. Clair Shores, that's a raw like. You know, I don't know when you started looking, but you've got obviously Baffin, mm-hmm. you've got Shipwreck, which is opening soon, yep. and now you've got Jamex. So, and of course, competing with the Nautical Mile and competing with uh, the water. Yep. Um, you know, how, how is that coming along in regards to your your opening process? Like, is it like were were you there before like Shipwreck started or? I think we came about right at the same yeah, time. Okay. Pretty much it the was um, right as we were signing the lease. Um, Evan from Baffin's, like, you know, because there were rumors about you know other brewer, another brewery coming mm-hmm. around, and he's like, "So just so you know, there is another brewery that like just bought a building that's opening up," and we're like, "Oh, okay." So uh, they're like, really? But it's exciting. It's good. Um, you know, we, we talked to Evan about this also a few times. And we definitely believe that it's good to have more breweries. You know, like it definitely helps us and everybody out. You know, you can do more tastings, more tours. You know, you get more people coming into St. Clair Shores. St. Clair Shores is a little bit tucked away from the rest of Metro Detroit. That's um, kind of so, what I wonder about it because of the fact that, you know, being... You know, essentially, it looks like you're probably going to be second to open uh, in the city. I'm, I'm, I guess we'll, we'll see what what happens because mm-hmm. I know Shipwreck is really trying to get their their doors open, and uh, you guys basically just had your final expe- inspection the other day. Well, congrats! Uh, so, thank you. I mean, that that idea that there's there's not that great of a population that's in St. Clair Shores. I mean, do you, do you kind of feel that it, it's okay to have three breweries that are going to be open in a city that is that small and we're just going to have just people just come in? Absolutely. I think so. I think um, you have the I-94 corridor and with the three breweries, I think we're going to attract a lot of gross pointers as well as people from Clinton Township, Fraser, East Point, Roseville. Because yeah. if you think about it, the east side, if you were to take Baffin and the two, you know, the two coming St. Clair Shores breweries, you're looking at Dragon Mead, which does very well in like yep. the most bizarre location. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, you know, Coonan opened up recently on Grossback and Clinton Township. But other than that, the east side was pretty, it's still pretty empty as far as breweries go. So Yeah, I think they're definitely compliments, not substitutes. It'd be more, mm-hmm. I would be more inclined to take a drive to visit three versus one. So. Right, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how we all look at it. And then you can do collabs, and it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that also a lot. Uh, you know, with that, like we we talked to when we had shipwreck on, we had uh, Stephen Johnson from Motor City Brew Tours on, and he's talking about how he's excited because he's going to be able to do an East Side trip in regards to doing like Atwater in the Park, Dragon Mead, U Three, uh, Kunin, um, yeah. because you're all in that you know very very specific area to where you can hop on you know either Jefferson or Gratiot or whatever just to yeah. make an easy easier drive. But having that capability, you know, I, I agree that there's as much as we've, we've talked about the craft beer bubble and where it is, there are places where craft beer can still exist and explode. Whereas there are places, you know, every, everything's low. It's just like any restaurant or bar. Anything, it's location, location, location. Mm-hmm. You know, you can open up the best tasting food restaurant ever. But if you open it up in some small like Dowagiac at Michigan, you know, nobody's going to really know it because you're one off the freeway to – Nobody knows where Daojiak is except for probably me. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, it's uh, you, you got to take ninety four down to like exit sixty eight, and then go south for about twenty minutes. Oof. So it's kind of between like ninety four and South Bend. Nope. So there's actually two breweries over in Daojiak. Well, you know, fun what? fact. Hey, fun fact. And, you've and, got you've got Sister Lakes, and then the Strand's going to be brewing shortly soon. Yeah. I guess it puts me close enough to, you know, take a stop in the Indiana, get some three Floyds or something. Well, yeah, you can head down all to like to Niles and then get into uh, um, Indiana, find like a good liquor store over there. Definitely check out uh, for those of you listening, betteronDraft.com forward slash mi beer map. Uh, you can see all the breweries that are opening, including Jamex Brewing, which is on there. They are yellow. They will Thank turn you. green once they open. Um, as well as all the other breweries with their hours, their phone number, their untapped page. Uh, but we do have someone else that's going to be a guest or that is a guest here right now looking right at him. It feels so weird that I'm not on the board. Like, <laughs> like I can't control my – like I want to reach over and control my voice I mean, a little bit. I mean, you want to turn it down a little bit? A little, little up a little, a little bit. A little up a little? Okay. So uh, we do have another guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Where are you from? Yeah, hi. My name's Robert Allen, and I write about craft beer and spirits for uh, the Detroit Free Press. And now, it's the Spirits of Detroit's column. Is that a, a full-time job? Like, are you full-time with the Freep, or are you just like a contract writer? So I am a Freep staff writer, and I spend about one day a week writing a column about things I find interesting in the in the craft beverage world. Okay. Uh, so what, what was your last article? Talk to, talk to us about that. Obviously, it's in the Freep, um, and you can look at it, but what was it about? Yeah, so my last one, actually, it's online now, but it's running in Sunday's paper, and it's a Q&A with uh, the owners of Short's Brewing Company. So Joe Short, what, when did you have this interview? Now I'm a little more... Yeah, yeah. I'm, it, 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 yeah this, this it was after out. the big news came out. Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah. That would have been really interesting if you didn't hear that news, <laughs> had this giant interview that you're going to be releasing on Sunday. And then it's like, oh, by the way... So you, you got to uh, interview Joe and... I can't think of the other... Scott Newman-Bale. Scott ah. Newman, okay. Yeah. Um, so you, did you talk about, obviously, the buyout? That was the topic of conversation, uh, and it's not a buyout, right? Yeah. It's a nineteen point nine nine percent. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. steak acquisition, a minority steak, <laughs> minority for steak. now. There we go. 
Pretty much. <laughs> I'm blunt as all. The oh. smile. I, I, I pay. I pay to put my face or my face on the radio, my voice on the radio. So, um, well, it's interesting because we we've heard rumors in regards to shorts and a silent investor in the shorts brand, which is why a lot of people think that this this 19.99 percent is so specific. Do you have any insight? In regards to the 19.99. You wouldn't be talking about Czechoslovakia, would you? I would. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, they came up in our conversation and they uh, they think somebody was pranking somebody because they got a Czech-themed beer coming out right now that that was their only guess <laughs> at what that could possibly have meant. Um, it's Well, so the, the person, and we won't, we won't put this person, like the person that we heard is very in tune within the craft beer community, as in he's been brewing beer for major breweries in the state for the last 20 years. Okay. So it's not like, you know, some Joe Schmo with the, the little, so it, it, it's quite interesting. I don't know if you got that from our site in regards to the whole. I got it from your Facebook page. Oh, yeah. no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go message someone during break. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Um, so, yeah, the 19 point, obviously that number is very specific because why not make it 20? 20. So it makes sense right. in regards to, in my eyes, either voting power or capabilities in regards to the seats at the table. Is that obviously my understanding? Their answer was that it's a regulatory thing where they'd have to do a whole lot more paperwork for that point hundredth oh, of a percent. The hundredth of a percent. Okay. percent, uh. yeah. Uh, it, it just seems so weird because obviously everyone's rounding it up to 20, but legalities is 1999. Yeah, um, so what, what are your other articles that you've had? So, uh, you know, I was out there at Summer Beer Fest last weekend and, uh, you know, wrote about my favorite beers from that. Uh, recently went up to Traverse City and spent three days bar hopping like crazy. And uh, Wow, did they really have to that. yank your arm on that one? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I, you know, I had no idea the level of creativity out there and the diversity of different. Uh, did you make you it know. up to Hoplot? Hoplot? No, I didn't, actually. Aww. Come on. <laughs> Where's Hoplot? It's, it's just right, north of North yeah, Traverse just City. A little north, twenty minutes up. When you keep going up in the peninsula, you have to go next time. It, you feel like you're at like summer camp that you can drink at. <laughs> oh, that sounds great! <laughs> wow. You're just in the tucked in the woods, hops, trees, yard games. Oh, right on. Nice. So, as far as the beer fest, what what were your favorite beers? You know, to me, the gozes and the sours really stuck out this year. I felt like uh, the ones that I had were were better than I'd had at any previous festivals, mm-hmm. um, and it w- it pretty much you know ran the gamut of different breweries yeah. that, that were producing these. Uh, I feel like Michigan's really up in its sour game lately. Good. Now, as far as you know, it being the summer beer fest, and I know we talked about this last week. Do you think that there were perhaps too many? Barrel-aged stouts, too many just stouts and just heavy beers in general for a festival that is just that overly hot and humid? I think that it's fun to drink really good barrel-aged beers, and there are a lot of them there, and I wasn't able to stop myself from getting my hands on a few. Um, I no think mind. it's it's Maybe. risky. It's, it's risky out there in the heat, you know, yeah. drinking more than a couple, but that I... I yeah, <laughs> quite it's a few. All, it's risky all the I time. I have a few. Come on, I, yeah. few. I mean, yeah, you got to watch that line, you know. Cause <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know there's a line, and and you know the very first beer that I had when I was there was the Griffin Claw Flying Buffalo Hazelnut, and right after that was pretty much like Founders DKML and uh, uh, Drafting Tables Rye Whiskey Mean Vanilla Bean, which is that still... different than the release that they just they had in the. 
spring? That that bottle release, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just it was just straight, you know, the mean vanilla bean. But this one they did they aged in the rye whiskey barrels, which unfortunately they said that they were not going to have that back at the brewery because otherwise I would have just left and went straight there just to get a growler of it because that that stuff was phenomenal. You know what I, I think. I have to say, I feel like it really rounds out a tap list when a brewery does have at least one or two of those bigger bigger beers, you know, like 11 or 12 plus percent, yeah. when they're also offering, you know, like the three and a half percent gozes. One or two, but, I mean, places like Ascension, because Ascension had probably four that was sitting over 12, 13 percent, because they had the, you took too much, the... Two different, I think, 800-pound gorillas, and then they had, um, I can't remember what the other one was, but it was just like, okay, um, yeah, can I drink I mean, something and walk away? <laughs> <laughs> if, if I were to go and I was going to Ascension's little tent, that's what I would want to try, though. You oh, know, yeah. Because that's what yeah. everybody's talking about, so... I think it's good that they or bring even them. even for me like I was drinking uh, I didn't drink any of the barrel aged beers but even bigger beers like I was just asking for a half like even a half full of the the three little ounce thing I'm like because I I won after the winter beer fest um, where I went too hard too fast not even realizing I went too hard because you were you were drinking just to stay warm at that <laughs> point because some <laughs> idiot forgot his coat yeah. and so I had to go buy a hoodie and I was still trying to warm up the entire time and then it started pouring and then it started pouring yeah <laughs> but the the whole fact is that I, I was asking for smaller pours just to try to pace myself and even these bigger beers like i just the the heat does not lend itself to these bigger beers like these darker beers and i love brown ales i was drinking a uh, english mild i drank uh, ghetto blaster and still the the beers that stuck out for me were uh hefe's gozas sours um light lagers anything that's crisp and easy to drink Mm-hmm. And then we went when we when we crossed. I don't know if you were with us. You might have been talking to someone because there was a few times where each one of us were talking to someone and we just kept walking. Yeah, um, point but Parker's Hilltop brought all sessionable ales, like all their beers were under five or six percent. No, I was over there with you. Yeah, and yeah. it was ridiculous what he did in regards to bringing the beers, and I think that brought a lot of people to his tent, even though he didn't get his beer list to the um, the community in time for it to print out, but. Right. Like, that's what I look for, especially when I go to these beer festivals. And again, understandably, I don't drink IPAs. I don't drink barrel-aged rarely. So these aren't beers that I'm going to search for in the first place. So obviously, putting myself in my shoes, I'm going to go towards something new, something different, um, but something sessionable because I want to enjoy the whole time as opposed to having to, you know, drink three ounces, which is like six ounces or nine ounces, or depending on where you are, 12 or 15 ounces. Right. Because um, some of these beers are just crazy heavy. You know what I think another reason is that they bring those out there is that those barrel-aged beers really don't stay on the shelves long. And I think a lot of people probably missed KBS when it was released this year. Oh, geez, And it was an was opportunity to try it. There was a I'm line I'm sure there was. <laughs> there was a line for that. It's like probably the two biggest lines I saw was for KBS. And it seemed like everybody was lined up for some variation of Night Fury from from Witch's Hat. Now you guys have been to beer festivals, correct? Yes. The the big ones. What are you? What's your guys's plan when you go into the beer festivals themselves? I think um, the season will definitely dictate the lineup. So sure. fall, Detroit. <laughs> I think I'll be definitely leaning towards more malty beers, malt forward for sure. Good beers. Yeah, huh. that's that. You didn't have to say malt forward; just say good beers, and we understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
one, you know, it's funny. Last last Falls Beer Fest, I was always, you know, because I'm a big fan of the Weizenbach style. And I was complaining to my wife. I'm like, nobody brews Weizenbach. And then last year, there's a lot of collaborations with, um, like, I think three collaborations. And, like, all three of them were Weizenbach. So I was pretty impressed. Are you going to brew one? We have one fermenting right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when 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 you're in those non-standard beer fan fandoms like the the Weizenbach, like for me, it's alt beers. It's hard to always find these beers. Sure. Um, I can't even recall. I think I walked by one alt beer in the summer beer fest. Now, obviously, I remember the winter beer fest walking by a bunch, and I remember not drinking any of them because I had already gotten so far gone. Um, and what was hysterical too is that we were there for like two hours and then we worked the rest of the time. Pretty much, uh, yeah. For the most part, like we were pouring for Kunin, we were pouring for Ellison, Ellison, and Detroit Beer Co. Yeah, that's right. They were between. I think that's when we actually met Angela for the first time. Mm-hmm. Is at the Detroit Beer Co. tent, and it was just it, it was just so much so fast, and I wasn't like I wasn't prepared for it as much as I drank and I've drank a decent amount in my time. <laughs> um, I used to host pub trivia at Waves Chill and Grill. And that was like dollar PBR nights, and I would just be buying myself and everyone else PBR, PBR, PBR. Here you go, free beer, free beer. Well, <laughs> free to you, not to free me. You. I'm buying it. So doing that was just like I was fine, but that winter beer fest was just crazy. Mm. What What is a beer fest that you've been to, at least in the state, not a Brewers Guild fest that you would suggest someone to go to for a first? Oh uh, well, I would say it would be the Homebrew Festival. The Homebrew Festival. That's Kunin's Homebrew Festival, right? Or is that a? Uh, this is actually it's the homebrewers. Like all the groups get together once a year and have a weekend long fest with no last call. No last call. <laughs> yeah, no tokens. No tokens. It's wide open. Was that so there's June? no two token beers. Uh, it's it's <laughs> in the summertime. I actually I think it might be coming up. I think it's in mid August. Okay, yeah, so oh, it's, it's still coming. coming. It's not too late. We're gonna have to find oh. some homebrewers and uh, all right, sneak our way in. It's right. a really cool crowd. Um, Wait, I'm kind of a homebrewer. You 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 are you have homebrewed. Yeah, yeah. They're actually, the bottles in the fridge right now. On purpose. Yeah, no, on purpose. <laughs> Haven't made any accidental homebrews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you homebrew at all? Uh, you know, I did. Unfortunately, my schedule now just I can't get it in there. That's I I I have an electric stove, and I hear that's like the biggest downfall of homebrewing. I also have no room in my what? house. That's what I use. I've I've been told like you need like a gas stove <laughs> for for homebrewing. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm just saying what I've been told. I've got like I I want to buy, um, oh, I want to buy. I'm going to buy a kegerator for my apartment. Um, but the problem is is that I don't drink at home, so that beer is going to stay there. So I need to find like <laughs> I need to think I need to think this through before I do it. You just keep having pay per view parties. I, that's that's the thing though is is that like it's it's hard to get people to come on down to Detroit on a Sunday evening. Yeah, that's true. You know, and again, I don't like I just open my door like put put post it notes on all my neighbors because I live in a twenty two story uh, apartment <laughs> complex. Free beer, free beer, free beer. Come to my. I almost want it. Like every every time I see someone moving in, I always give them beer as uh here you go that's awesome <laughs> well it's 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 a community i think in regards to living in a, a high-rise type apartment um also i need a i, I id everyone because i almost gave someone underage a beer oh and i almost got yelled at by someone's parent this oh. isn't a dormitory is it this is not a dormitory no <laughs> the the thing is is that because i live downtown there's a lot of quicken people and there are some under 21 quicken people sure. yeah. right. so 
uh, they have enough money to live in Detroit because they work for Quicken and they work 80 hours a week selling their souls. Um, I mean, I, I, I actually I was talking with some customer satisfaction four the, years in a row now. The, for JD Power and Associates. Yeah, I just and got the email today. You can pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I I have both positive and negative reviews about about Quicken Loans, so we'll, we'll move away from that. That downtown area though is really nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it that is. has exploded, especially like the amount of food there. Um, where La Laterna just reopened up, I think that's Brush Park. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple restaurants opened up. It's really really nice, and then you got that Griffin Claude free music venue that's over there. Right. Yeah. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. I would ask anyone. Do you know? No. no. Griffin Claude. Griffin Claw. It's not. It's not Griffin Claw. It's it's something. Oh, Park. Atwater. That's no, not Atwater. I thought it was Atwater. I thought no, there's 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 a free music venue in downtown, yeah. uh, a couple blocks away from Campus Martius. It's the the people who own the LeBlancs. I think is their name. Um, they own Clubhouse BFD as well as they own like a steakhouse, but they purchased oh. a spot downtown to do like a free music venue or something like that. With oh, a is restaurant. this that new area over by DTE? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the DTE Energy Park or that something new, like yeah, that. New, yeah, yeah. It, she actually just uh, did that whole grand. Un- Opening uh, yeah. last weekend. That's right. Yeah, so uh, that was like that. That's that's it. Over by DTE, so it's over by like third or first and ba- third and Bagley, right? Third and Bagley. Yes. Say, so, yeah, speaking about beer fest, have you guys ever been to the Belgian beer fest? They do a week we were before there, summer beer fest. We were there two weeks ago. Yeah. I was there two weeks. It's ago. way too close. Like I, I couldn't possibly do both of them. You that's know? a lie. You could do it. <laughs> uh, we actually did. Um, I got to meet a few of the people because they bring in a lot of the people from Belgium. Uh, reps uh, for the companies that because all the beers are Belgian beers they're not Belgian style Belgian something it's all from Belgium so meeting all these reps meeting the importers and stuff like that really really good uh, having their first taste of the states or Detroit is always interesting to hear the stories so yeah the Belgian beer fest in Ashley's is really really good uh, the Cascale festival is still my favorite over there uh, if you've never been to the Cascale, have you guys ever been to the Cascale Festival? So what they'll do is, is they'll have probably 30 to 40 casks of beer, Cascales. Um, obviously no oxygen, all firkins, and then no tokens. So you just drink and drink and drink some more. Sounds <laughs> and then you're at Ashley's, so you get free food. Like when uh, Angela, myself, and Matt went last this year, right? Um, we went this year, and the amount like we destroyed the apps when we we're just like, eh, we're hungry because when you drink and then you don't you don't get that that oxygenated like hiccups that that gas that feels you just keep right. drinking and drinking and drinking. But yeah, Ashley's does put on some good festivals. That they do. Cool. So Jamex, as far as the brewery is concerned, are you guys going to have any types of food? Are you guys going to serve any food? Or no all? food. No food. Is it going to be taken? Sure. You can bring whatever you want. And we're, we also want to get in contact with some food trucks. We, um, we lucked out. We have a freestanding building with a gigantic parking lot for the size of our building. So there's plenty of space for people to park and for people to stand around and eat food and, you know, take up space. So <laughs> yeah. that's um, definitely something we're open to for sure. Right. I mean, do you ever want to get into that area or you just want to just – No, I don't, I don't no. think we can handle food right now. <laughs> let's, are, let's, get the, let's get the bar and brewery down first. Get that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I've, I've heard people – I'm not one of them, but I've heard people whisper like if the food's good, the beer must suck. So – I don't want to have bad food and be. I haven't said that food. on air, have I? <laughs> Not that I know. Specified of. on air. <laughs> I, 
definitely said it off air, but I don't think I've said it on air. <laughs> yeah, I can think of I, I, I can think I'm, of places where the food is god awful, but the beer is all right. I can. Yeah, I'm pretty certain you've never said that on air. Yeah, Lansing yeah. Beer Co.'s beer is good, and their food is really good. You know, Batch Brewing has really nailed both of those. Uh, over in Corktown, yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I've been to Batch a few times. They're, the food takes so long to get out every time I go over there, and I think I just get annoyed by that more than anything. It's gotten very busy lately. Like, you got to pick those off hours if you want to get really good service. So I need to check Google to see how <laughs> what's there. People. Let's go in the middle of the day. <laughs> well, you know, to be honest, you you have that, or you could go to a place that you're going to get good service the entire time, like Brown Iron Brew House over in uh, Washington Township, Michigan. Uh, I was going to say Matt always does the map uh, the map for that one. Twenty six uh, mile, twenty six and a half in Van Dyke. Yes. Go uh, go check it out. You've got a uh, great beer, 69 taps. That's right, 69 with four brown iron taps, and the rest are uh, brought in from other breweries, obviously, if they're not brown iron. I have to correct you, though. We don't have 69 <laughs> taps. I thought it was just – I always I just saw it as 60 plus. 60 it's, plus. It's uh, 66 in and four outside. Actually, oh, so technically 70. 64 in. Um, our, we, have a, we also have a beer engine that's not always – not always gone. So I'm one off either way. Yeah, but I know you just wanted to say 69 taps. <laughs> I thought it was I thought you it was 65 it and four. <laughs> I just I just played into it, yeah. but I, I leaned into it. But I thought it was 69. <laughs> Apparently, it's only 68. We're a family yeah. place, okay? Shit. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, well, Brown Iron might be. Um, we are 21 and up here on this show. Oh yes, we are. Uh, Legalities. That's interesting. I'm, I'm curious. Well, you, you I, I know you've you've used the the brown iron. Like you have to make your your site twenty. Oh, you, you don't have to. because uh, yeah, I guess so, so. We've been talking about that because I it's my job to take care of that. And when we weren't brewing, obviously it's a non-issue. Um, and now that we're brewing, I don't think that you technically have to do that for like for legality reasons. So. Yeah, because the better on draft page is twenty one and up. Obviously, and you have we to can't sign in. Yeah, and why is that though? Um, I would assume something in regards to marketing to minors, and by minors, I mean twenty one or twenty and under. But did you look into it? No. Uh, the The question was: Is your website about alcohol? Yes or no? That was like the actual question, and I'm like, oh, just a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, I can't even like spin my entire like better on draft as a whole. I can't even think of spinning it in a way that doesn't involve beer. I mean, our tap list is available online. We don't have a section about our beer yet, uh, but it's in the works. And I would say that. Yeah, I don't think that you technically legally have to have that on your website. I mean, it it doesn't really. It does like for me, I don't want anyone under twenty one listening to my show. So, Fair. you know, well, we had Brown Eye or not Brown Eye Brew Review Crew on here, and they were talking about how some of their students yeah, because them being listen to them, and, and I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> that's that's bad news bears. There, I I saw, and I I, I don't want to jump the gun, but I saw their post that they had. Earlier this week, in regards to, I think it's the end for the Brew Review Crew. Oh, what? I know. What? I, I I think it's the uh, the end of an era for them. What's, what's going on? I'm I'm sad. I love those guys. Yeah. If, if you guys haven't, one of our favorite shows that isn't. So after you're done listening to Better on Draft, and you've listened to all the 93 plus other episodes, then go over to Brew Review Crew, which is a uh, Toledo beer podcast. So it's yeah. not too far. They obviously talk a lot about Michigan beer, mm-hmm. but definitely go check them out. 
I don't know what we are for time. You're the. Uh, you're we the got about a, the we got about a minute and a half. Go for it. Don't, don't let you just go to break. No, no, no. Keep talking. Oh, I'm well, just here. I mean, I'm just I'm just sad to see them go because I mean, I, like you said, I thought those were some pretty cool guys. I guess we just need to, you know, add to the team or something because you know, have those guys keep coming out here. So I thought uh, I, I thought it was pretty awesome. Are we out of the the brown or the peanut yeah, butter? It's out. It's, that was, it's it's that out. was it's oh wow who that's, drank that that's that's, a, that's who drank that who it's drank in front of you the whole damn time. no I only drank one I drank <laughs> I drank so we we got the peanut butter chocolate stout and that was actually really really good that was, was pretty gonna, good yeah, yeah it was good it's pretty good it's it's, oh there they see as everyone's saying it's pretty good that's that's I mean, where the beer went I, I'm, I'm still trying to you know I'm sitting here just measuring it up to uh, Jaden James right now oh this is better and, than Jaden James and yeah it's 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 pretty damn tasty I, I love Jaden James I love those guys but this was much better that was definitely a a good pick by my father my father who doesn't drink by the way i mean they always say you know the person who doesn't know college sports is the one who wins the ncaa oh, that's like tournament when, so when when the, the 45 year old martha in your office wins the ncaa <laughs> bracket because she picked everyone based on how many letters was in the mascot's name <laughs> they're like how the hell did you pull this off exactly so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting over to that that can of nerds over there. See if it if that truly is brewed with you know nerds. I have no idea. Yeah. It's just it, it just, just it just landed. So we'll. I just, uh, I just figure either either it's just based on that or it's a um <laughs> or it's a, a movie reference. Ah ah to uh, Ghostbusters obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters is, isn't that what we're talking about? Uh, you're at least in the in the right decade. So with that, I think we're going to go ahead and go to break. So sit tight. We'll be back with the Better on Draft podcast. And we are back with the Better on Draft podcast. Prodcast? Prodcast. <laughs> like a proncast? Like a proncast. You know, snap your fingers, snap your neck. That type of proncast. I thought it was more like snap your fingers, do your step. You yeah. could do it all by yourself. Ooh, yeah, true. Episode 94. <laughs> The former Pittsburgh Steeler Lawrence Timmons episode. Unfortunately, we're not going to call it that because he's a Miami Dolphin, so screw him. But Playing for the wrong Miami team. Yeah. <laughs> the best football team in Miami starts with a U. Oh, yes. You you and the U. We, we, we won't get into that. It's the best college team ever. 2001 college team. There is no better college team in the NCAA history than the 01 Miami Hurricanes. I will put money and I will fight people. Fight Nebraska oh, Miami Hurricanes. Uh, uh, let's see here. It's 17 first rounders on that uh, 2001 NCAA team. Um, 37 draft picks on the the starters of that NCAA team. I, I mean, just just a few people. I mean, <laughs> Willis McGahee, Frank. Oh no, it was Frank. Frank Gore was. Frank. It was um, who was right before Willis McGahee. Oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name? Andre Johnson Clint was on Portis. that team. Ah, right, Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis. Yeah, Clinton Portis, good lord, in his costumes. Ken Dorsey technically did get drafted. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was a great college quarterback. <laughs> right, right. Much better than Brock Berlin, who might have been <laughs> colorblind. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> anyway, obviously, usually with segment two, that means we start to talk about the news with me. I'll play next part. <laughs> so I guess let's go through some news. So obviously, there's uh, a couple. Uh, interesting things that have happened this week. Well, one in particular, as we kind of alluded to a little earlier, um, about Shores Brewing Company, and um, it, it just kind of shouldn't shouldn't come as a surprise, you know, going from, you know, this you know 
fledgling brewery to Michigan only, Michigan forever, to being in the Midwest, to now being or having sold a minority stake uh, of themselves to Lagunitas U.S. Holdings. Um, I love how the article on here is yeah. courtesy of our guest to your left. <laughs> that it is. Thanks for reading. Yes. You are welcome. Coming straight from the free press. Um, obviously, as we had, had talked to earlier, it is just under 20% at 19.99. Uh, Joe Short and the gang still going to have operating control, and you know they're still going to run their operations as they see fit. Uh, of course, the, the part that everybody is really talking about right now is the fact that everyone doesn't see it as 19.9% from Lagunitas. They see it as 19.99% from Heineken. So there's uh, been a lot of the, the usual upheaval that happens when you have a brewery that sells any portion of their company to someone who is, you know, essentially big beer. The salt was great online this week. Was it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone's tears was just so like I, I, I embraced it. Um, I, I again, I, I feel like we talk about this ad nauseum. In regards to how much we've talked about craft beer buyouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But one, it's 20%. whoop fucking do Two, uh, Shorts does have this like – Shorts is one of the breweries along with – in my eyes, in, in regards to the state of Michigan, Shorts, Atwater, Hideout. Like you mentioned one of those breweries and you're going to have the hate boys come on out and be like, oh, this <laughs> right. is stupid. This, they're oh. terrible. <laughs> Never had a good beer. Oh, my gosh. And don't drink it. If you don't like it, don't drink it. Nobody's forcing you to drink it. Nobody's, right. you know, if, if if somebody gives you, and again, everyone's like, you know, what the, what's the, the new Melt My Brain? Everyone loves Melt My Brain. Yeah. And everybody, the, you know, it's a niche market, but people love strawberry shortcake and the key lime pie and all these other beers. Terrible. But when you get to a, a point, you know, you, you saw the writing was on the wall in regards to them potentially looking for investors when they moved out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And now it's. Okay, they moved out of Michigan. Now they need more money. And, of course, here comes Heineken, who has money. And then you you have these levels of people. You have the people like me who just don't care. You have the people that are like, well, as long as it's not ABI and Bev. And then you have the people that's like, well, I'm going to go take my money somewhere else. I'm like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Seriously. I don't understand the hatred that people have and can get for someone for making a smart business decision, a business decision nonetheless, and especially because these are the same people who will still drink Founders, who will still drink KBS, who will still chase BCBS. Oh, yeah. Why does it matter who buys it as long as the beer is good? Why does it matter? And I can we can get into the politics. And, like, if, if you go listen to the Brew Review Crew episode with uh, Eric Smith from uh, Ashley's, who uh, was joined us and talked talked about it you know we can get into the politics a little more but in regards to just a general basis as long as you make it it's good and as long like i could go to your brewery in you know august when you guys plan on opening and i could this is hypothetical hate every single one of your beers but if somebody goes and likes your beer then i'm like good for you like your like their beer drink their beer go drink their beer don't it doesn't affect me if you're drinking it or not you can't win them all no you can't no. you can't win them all you know and i, and I haven't had your beer yet so buds. we're going to bring that in next segment well, next segment there we oh, go i like look at that. that look at that lead in <laughs> teaser if only like i knew that there was a growler in the refrigerator <laughs> A little bit, a little bit. Of but again, like, and and I mean, you you understand at least I think, and I say you, I'm pointing to Robert over here, uh, Bob, Rob, Bob, Rob, 
That's good enough. Yep, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, explaining it, you understand the business a little bit more than a lot of people. You're not. I, I don't know if you personally are the, the fanboy type, but understanding the business of beer, that beer is a business. Yeah, and I think one thing that that was really stuck out to me uh, in the interview with uh, Joe and uh, well, the owners of, of Shorts up in Bel Air uh, is that you know when he started this brewery, he had no idea it was going to get to here, and he mentioned you know he had a lot of bad debt, bad banking decisions. He's a brewer at heart, right? He's not a businessman, and he was he basically said that you know. Doing something like this made it um, made it easier for him to focus more on beer and less on that complicated business stuff. But there's a, you know there's the other side to that, which is that you know there is this at least for brewers that distribute, you know, there's this uh, limited shelf space in an increasingly crowded market, and at some point the new folks aren't going to have shelf space if we continue, you know, this this trend we're on. In, in regards, to, are you guys going to be, or is there any plan, future five year, ten year, to do distro, to do bottling, canning? No. No. So you just want to strictly be tap house, tap house yes. only. Right. Maybe a, a special line if you want to do like a special bottle release for or self right. distribute. But then we have to, we, as long as we stay under a thousand barrel production, we can self distribute. Yeah, Correct. but it would be mainly just to like bars and restaurants and um, local. Well, that's free advertising, basically. Exactly. Not yeah. only are you yeah. selling your beer and making money on that, you buy a tap handle for X Y Z dollars. Okay. That tap handles your advertising. That's right. why a lot of people are starting to spend more and more on tap handles because it's a necessity now. You can't just get away with the basic brown tap handle and like you need. And uh, you look at the breweries that come out, like Lansing or not Lansing, uh, Ellison. Um, Dragon Mead, you know these these tap handles, and especially <laughs> mm-hmm. when you see Dragon Mead, your your yeah. tap handle, you automatically assume it's Final Absolution. Right. It could be Eric the Red, it could be Under the Kill, it could be all these other beers, but you always assume it's Final Absolution, just mm-hmm. no matter yeah. where you go. Mm-hmm. You, you guys are like, you're yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. true, 100%. that's true. Every every yeah. time I see it, well, it's and it's the same. You know, when you look at the the colors of the the Bell's Ball on top of the handle, sure, oh, yeah. you know, because it's got it's kind of got that NBA championship style. A little bit. It's like you know, just NBA. Fantastic kind of look going on. Yeah. So you you know oranges, um, oranges Oberon. Oberon, right? So having that tap handle is again that type of advertisement. So you know, have you guys gotten your tap handles yet? Do you guys know what it's no. now? No. <laughs> Haven't even. No, we um once uh, money starts coming in rather than going out. Then- Will be that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, as long as you have something that pushes for pulls forward, that pours well, we beer. Have the yeah. very generic, pretty black ones, the pla- black plastic <laughs> tap yeah. that There's come no aesthetic with value the tap. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what we have. All got to glue function. something to the top of it. <laughs> all, all about function right now. That, that yep. As long as it works, what does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Right. Tap handles don't really change the taste of the beer, from what I've been told. Right. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> no. No, it does not. No. But you uh, know, one thing that's interesting uh, about beer history is that pre-prohibition, it was normal in Detroit to have breweries in every neighborhood. And I think that what we're seeing is, uh, you know, move back to that. A lot of entrepreneurs like yourselves, you know, are, are getting into it. And I think it's awesome. You know, the more the better, right? Yeah, yeah that's how um, we were in Germany a few years ago for Cat's dad's um, wedding. 
And that was the first thing I noticed. Like every town, we went to like three or four cities in the northeastern part, and every city has like their own breweries, like their neighborhood like tap room, and you know they they still stick to the regional styles. But I was just kind of like, well, I didn't have that beer in Dusseldorf, and like Cologne has a totally different brewery. And it's like stuff I never heard of here in the States. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking, like, well, it seems like Germany just has like a yeah. brewery for every town. Yeah, I think Matt yeah. Matt talks about that when he's on the show in regards to like each brewery always has like their dark beer, their light beer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, yeah c- continuing on that trend so that they can, you know, they, they all sell the same beer. It's not like here where if you go to a brewery and you're, you know, you're going to have, depending on what brewery you go to, anywhere from six to 40 taps. Of all different beer, and I say forty like Dragon Meat is the only one that really has four. Or Hideout, Hideout has a big, uh, yeah, Hideout big selection God. too. I, I just, I just want more Browns. <laughs> is that so more much Browns, to ask for? More alts, yes, we know. Well, I'm not getting ahead of myself by saying more alts, but like, just, just pour a damn malt forward beer. Is that so hard to ask? Is yeah, it? I mean, and in, in the times of of IPAs and bourbon barrel aged anything it, it kind of is and and you know speaking of it and i, I kind of want to touch this before we go on to the next segment so we're going to be doing um partnerships with a few different companies for ferndale's fermentation week so ferndale's fermentation week is going to be having a panel over in at otis supply over in ferndale nine mile by mark ridley's comedy castle i think that's mark ridley's no, that's Royal Oak. That's Royal Oak. Uh, yeah. There's a comedy place. Go Comedy Improv. Go, oh, that's right. Go Comedy Improv. There you go. That's there. the right one. Over yeah. in uh, Ferndale, Michigan, we're going to be doing a collaboration with Pure Brews America, where we're going to be hosting a panel um, talking about uh, beers with uh, a few different major players. We've got uh, Bell's Brewing will be there, Bean Nectar, Sellerman's, uh, Imperial, which is, I believe, the... Uh, might be the restaurant. I, might, I don't know for sure. I have to double check. This is a bad for me to say it. Um, you've got Otis Supply, which is a, uh, a bar. Urban Rest, Zach Topinski is going to be there. John Piper Brock from Coonan. Travis Fritz from Old Nation. And then Andrew Starnes, who is the uh, head distiller over at Rusted Crow Spirits. So we're going to be doing a collaboration panel talking about the industry, the craft industry, and what's going on in the future, as well as One-Eyed Betty's that Thursday the 10th is going to be hosting uh, Craft Beer Trivia. I might be able to make that. Which I'm going to be hosting. That's, that's going to be interesting. Partnering up with Quizzo. Yeah, that part I don't like. Uh, <laughs> over at uh, One-Eyed Betty's. I think that's an 8 o'clock start time, so definitely check both of those out. Uh, so Ferndale Fermentation Week is, uh, I think, in two weeks. Two weeks, I believe. Yeah, so like the week following next. Yeah. So uh, definitely check it out. But what else we got for the news? Um, another piece we really didn't get to because I've had this one sitting here for, for a couple weeks. But, you know, kind of goes into a different direction of buyouts because uh, San Diego-based brewery Modern Times, um, which we, we pretty much had talked about being one of the fastest breweries in the U.S. from last year, uh, they announced that they are now employee-owned. Um, so through a repurchase of their shares uh, held by their outside investors, uh, 30% of Modern Times is now held in an employee stock ownership plan. Uh, so their their founder, uh, John McKean, he basically said that, you know, that this was, you know, his single proudest moment in, in, in his proudest achievement in, in business and, and wanting to point the way forward uh, to other businesses in the industry and beyond to, you know, essentially have breweries that are owned by the people who work there. Um, he also said that uh, Modern Times proof that a startup brewery can compete and win in a craft beer market without selling out 
all while taking outstanding care of our employees and rewarding our investors. They, um, the goal, of course, right now, sitting with it being sitting at 30%, they, he would like to get it eventually to 100% employee-owned. Um, it, it's quite a, I guess, quite a feat for, for somebody who, or for a brewery that has kind of grown as the way that they have, to take that step instead of looking at, you know, the ABI money or the, the Heineken money. Uh, it's, I, I guess it is, is kind of interesting for them to just go that, that route. Only thing they're doing is making sure they don't get bought out. That's the only thing that they're securing. Because I don't think ABI will want to touch some type of internal stock where there's going to be 100% like Fat Tire. Fat Tire is pretty much the only company that I can see that could never get bought out by a major company. New Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, New Belgium, yes. Did I say Fat Tire? Yes, you did. Makes sense. Everybody understood what I said when I said <laughs> Fat Tire. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when when New Belgium, like New Belgium, I don't think could ever, nobody, I don't think any company would want to touch it because I think there's just too much politics in regards to the amount of stuff they have to do to pr- get that purchase. Because mm-hmm. one, they'd have to purchase at least 51%. And between the employee-owned capabilities, you need a lot of yeah. a lot of people on board for that. Yeah, I get jealous with their, their damn benefits. I mean, what was it? New Belgium, if, after you five Bel- years, they sent you, you to Belgium. Belgium. Um, Modern Times has some interesting ones where it's unlimited paid time off. Uh, oh, I have that with my company right now. Oh. Unlimited paid time off. Dang. So, nice. like, I know people that take paternity leave. I know you don't have to worry about, like, taking time off from maternity leave, like, stacking up your PTO. You just mm-hmm. take it off and you get it. Damn. 100%. All right, Diesel, get on that. Uh, especially the, the two-month paid sabbatical after five years. I was going to say, yeah, the sabbatical where your your email's disconnected, your phone's disconnected, you yeah. can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be nice. I need to get... Yeah, I, w- I wish I could have that. That would be a... Uh, nice. So, what what do you guys actually? What do you do for a living other than make beer? Well, we are. I was a shipping manager in Rochester for a electronics di- manufacturer and distributor. That's up north, right? That's up north. <laughs> that yes. is up north. <laughs> Way up north. And yeah. right now, we are all in on the brewery. Really? Yes. What about you? What did you do before the brewery? Me, um, I'm just a mom. Okay. Two babies. That's a job. That's a job. Yeah. It's Don't. it's a busy job. I yeah. bet it is. Yeah. We had say, two year old and four year old. Damn. So we've been busy. Ain't cleaning the tanks too now. <laughs> I was gonna I say. Know, right? <laughs> I I, I that's, that's see. I figured it all out. I figured it all out. Because well, <laughs> soon the six, you know, the four year old's gonna be six, seven. They'll be able to understand basics of cleaning, and they're the ones that fit in the tanks. Absolutely. So they're the ones that are gonna be cleaning. Oh right. man. And they're, it's named after them, so and they it's right. have to. Right. It's, it's their <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. This is your brewery. It's your legacy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you have to clean these tanks. That's until, like, you, they take over, fire you guys, and it's like, all right, that was fun. Let's uh, uh, let's let's I, add let's uh, add our own food here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if you're that that would be what uh, sixteen years from now, if you guys make it sixteen years and you're you're still going strong, I think that's a good it's uh, a good thing yeah. in the brewery industry. That'd be a, a pat on the back, especially because there's still breweries that are closing up shop every every couple weeks here in Michigan. Yeah, as almost as fast as they're opening. Yeah, very true. All right, uh, another one which kind of just goes into both of these, really, in, in a way. Uh, Denver Post published an article uh, about the state of beer sales, and they noted that um, you know our, our, one of our favorite companies in all the world, Goldman Sachs, 
recently downgraded the stocks of Boston Beer Co. and Consolation, citing sluggish sales. Um, and apparently the problem is millennials. So is this is this sales in Colorado or sales in the country? This is this is covering this is saying it was sales in the country. Okay. So, so Colorado made sense. Colorado of course makes sense. Yes, because you know there's kind weed. of that whole that weed thing. <laughs> people <laughs> people spending the money legally on weed. Right, right, right. Uh, but basically, they're saying that uh, kids. Well, I don't know why they should say why he puts kids in the article. Which should say, you know, young adults hmm. are not drinking as much beer uh, as they used to, and are moving more towards wine and spirits. Is this by volume or by profit? This um, it looked like what I was looking at it was everything, but it was by volume. So that would make a lot of sense in regards to think think back ten years, um, Angela. You're too young. Um, so think back ten years. You know, going to a bar, um, going to a bowling alley or something like that. Think back at the amount of beers you were kicking back. Like for me, like my beer when I was 21, 22, 23 was at that time probably Coors Light. And I'm, I'm kicking back five, you know, a pitcher's 60 ounces. That's five beers. I was kicking back three pitchers a night. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they bowled a lot. Oh, yeah. I bowled a lot. <laughs> and that, that, the, the, the Coors Light really wasn't bowling night. That was bowling night was always – well, Coors Light, and then we would drink them out of Coors Light, so they would give us a little bat at the Coors Light price. <laughs> uh, thank you, Five Star. Um, <laughs> and that was before we went to the bar. <laughs> Mistakes were made. I do not. I do not. I'm not proud of them, but they were made. Um, Should so, even remember them. But, but but at this point, you know, I'm I'm thinking back to say a, a standard week. Drinking my fizzy yellow beers, drink. You know, I was probably putting back maybe forty to fifty beers a week, yeah. and now you know, in regards to prior to the show, like even if we didn't include the show, I may put back five or six beers a week. I mean, and that's, these are the first ones I've had all week. And, and that's the thing, though, is is that we're we're going to we're we're choosing to spend our money on quality products or products that we deem as quality than purchasing to get drunk. Like we are no longer the generation like the the beginning generation of millennials was the drunk generation, like that tail end of Gen X, beginning a millennial frat boy, um, get drunk and post it on MySpace. <laughs> but now it's top eight. <laughs> now well, people realize they can't get a job when they're posting that. You know? Well, it, that, but more, it's so like I would rather drink a good drink than get drunk off of Popov. Yeah, true. Mind you, like my that was my friend's vodka choice. Like they would just drink. I'm like, you guys are dumb, and I'd be it's drinking terrible my vodka, my, my yellow beer or whatever. I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm enjoying it. I I can't do vodka like that. Like I need something a little bit more or mix it. Jesus Christ. They're drinking it straight from the the plastic bottle. And here I am. I'm like, I just want to like a white Russian or a, a whiskey sour. It's just something to me. I can't do straight liquor. Not that I do liquor anymore, but I just can't do straight liquor. Yeah. So like I'll do like a vodka seven up or a, a whiskey seven up or uh, ginger ale, whiskey ginger ale. Really, really good. Uh, I can't wait. So, uh, you guys, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the energy drink balls, B A W L S. No, just me. That's okay. Uh, so, you can get it at Micro Center. It's a high caffeinated drink. It was huge in like 
the early 2000s. Um, and they just released a ginger ale. So like a high caffeinated ginger ale. And I want to do that with whiskey one day because I can just imagine the up and down of that. <laughs> like the upper with the caffeine, the downer with the, uh, the whiskey. But I, I again, I think people are choosing like that. I think that's why the the death of your your Ram's Horn style restaurants, your diners, because people are more going to pay for when they go out to eat. They're going to go to a nicer restaurant. They're going to go to Imperial. They're going to go to um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, other restaurants in Ferndale. <laughs> Fuck Slows. Toast. Uh, to- toast. To- yeah, Toast, toast yeah, in Ferndale, toast. Birmingham. That's the thing is, is that I think because the money we don't have that much anymore, we're spending it on things that we want to eat or things that we enjoy as opposed to just the cheap and the, the terrible because we can make the cheap and the terrible or ramen. Very true. Well, it, it almost seems to me like uh, do you think – American adjunct lagers, like, there was something in the way that they formulated those that just made you want to keep drinking them. That's because they're light, easy to drink, and can drink anytime. I mean, anywhere. it just, yeah, you never get full off of it. You can drink it all day long. Hmm. True. Very true. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, I can't, you know, when I think of a beer, and I think of a beer that I want to drink a lot, you know, it's got to be something sessionable. It's got to be something easy to drink, something easy to 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 put down and you know you you think back to those beers and we were drinking beers at bowling and like in bowling and it's just going down like water yeah i mean but even like loggers and pilsners like pc pills or dortmunder from great lakes you know even with those you don't get that urge right um i don't know i've never i i think if you're if you're drinking the bud light the miller light the coors light that kind of stuff it's it's a different mindset than when you go towards your pc pills your dortmunder especially because of the price well, yeah, sure. I mean, if if I'm going to spend, you know, if, if if we're equating Bud Light to PC pills, and I'm like the amount of money I'm going to spend, I'm going to sip and enjoy my PC pills as opposed to Bud Light. I'm going to be yeah. like, well, the waitress sucks here, so I'm going to get another uh, another glass of uh, uh, another beer, or another four beers, or you know, at one point that's why we started just buying pitchers because the service sucked, and we're like, let's just, just give me a pitcher of beer, and we'll each drink our own and. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of some of those uh, those lighter beers, this this actually happened a couple weeks ago as well. Uh, there was an article that came out from the Chicago Tribune uh, where the writer, uh, Josh Knoll, he rounded up three Chicago craft brewers and basically gave them the task of blind taste testing 13 light lagers. Uh, being made by the largest brewers, which, of course, that pretty much puts us all into the world of big beer. Uh, So basically, they had to figure out or basically rate the beers and figure out which one was the best tasting light lager. Uh, So you had a brewer, brewers from Revolution, Half Acre, and Pollyanna, and basically they were given Budweiser, Bud Light, Bush, Bush Light, Mick Ultra, Natty, Natty Ice, uh, Coors Banquet, Coors Light, Keystone Light, Ham's, uh, Miller High Life, PBR, Old Style, and Schlitz. Oh. <laughs> they had Old Style. Like, I know the results, but they had Old Style in there? They had Old Style in oh, there. Oh, man. So of those 13, tied for second was PBR and Miller Light. <laughs> you fucking hipsters. <laughs> always with the ties and always with the hipsters. The, the hipsters isn't the reason for the tie. PBR is the reason PBR. for the hipsters. <laughs> 
I, I have a buddy. So um, if, if you guys are in Detroit, around Detroit, I always suggest there's a Facebook group called Return to Detroit. And it's ran by a gentleman named Chester Brown. And him and his wife retired, live in the uh, city. Uh, they go to all the restaurants, all the bars. They talk about it. Um, you know, when, whenever they post, like, the top 10 sandwich places in Detroit. And they're like, yeah, we've been to all of them. And I'm like, wow, Jesus. <laughs> and that's the thing is, is that that's what they do is they're foodies. They're, they go. And he always complains about how the, uh, the hipsters and uh, our generation have uh, created this uh, PBR, like how how expensive it is now, right? Because of that, uh, but definitely check it out. It's called Return to Detroit on Facebook. Um, Chat does a great job in regards to promoting free stuff in Detroit, uh, what's going on in the city, as well as, of course, talking about how all the places he's been. Right. Well, the 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 one that was in first, I I, I just knew, just had a feeling that that Matt would really get a kick out of this one. Um, unfortunately, not like his his surname. It was not Bush. It was not Bush Light. Uh, it was Hams. Fucking hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Hams is the new hipster beer. Really? Oh yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. P- PBR has lost his shelf life. Stroh's ruined itself by well, Batch ruined. Brew Detroit ruined Stroh's. Batch ruined Stroh's. Who, who makes Stroh's? Brew Detroit makes Stroh's. Brew Detroit ruined Stroh's. There you go. Um, fighting words. I, 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 I have no problem telling someone that their beer is not good, as much as I'll tell them that a beer is good. Just as much as when we had Travis on the first time here, and I'm like, your your double, double dwarf. dwarf was garbage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right. All right I'm right. like, it's not my. That's the thing, though. It's not meant to be insulting. I just don't like that one beer, and I'm not going to be here to you know like like Brew Detroit with Stroh's. They also that you know they do badass. I think too. Yeah, um, they they do a few other beers, uh, but like you just ruined Stroh's because you tried. It wasn't like um, Beguile over in Chicago. There there's a pills in Chicago that are a Bohemian pills that everyone loved, and Beguile purchased the recipe as well as the yeast strain to remake it. Whereas for Stroh's, they just tried to like do a, a home brewed clone of it. It oh. just it just tasted bad. I don't know what your guys is. did. Have you guys had the new Stroh's? Yeah, a while yeah. back. I mean, it was it was good for what it is trying to be. I think. What was it trying to be? Well, in your I eyes? think <laughs> if if it's just going to be a yellow fizzy beer that's a thirst quencher, I think it's fine. Like if you're if I had to choose between a Coors Light or a Stroh's, no new Stroh's. Yeah, new Stroh's. Not old no, Stroh's because no, you can still get old Stroh's. Well, the new Stroh's it's a no brainer. Um, Coors Light. There was just yeah, there's a time where well, three months ago I was I went to um, we were working in a brewery I had my friend help me paint cinder block which is really fun by the way oh and uh, <laughs> we went to a bar and I was thirsty and I was sweating all day and everything was like really kind of heavy there you know it was March they had all their stouts and everything and all the the only light beer yeah, they had works no it was um the butter run which is pretty close to Boltworks on the other side of Harper. Okay. Hmm. I just remember the first time I went to Boltworks, there's Trudy. Well, I think it's closed now, but Trudy's Beauty Salon's over there. And I took my grandmother over there, and then I went to go get beer while she was there for like three hours getting her hair <laughs> done and stuff. It's, it's, like well, it's, 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 it's that, that beauty salon's like that old school barbershop feel for like, sure. for, for lack of a better words, for the men. Yeah. Like the men mm-hmm. go to the barbershop, the women go to the beauty. So she's there for three hours chit-chatting with all her girlfriends, getting her hair done, <laughs> or waiting for her or in the, um, what's that, that heat thing that goes above her, their head. I don't, I don't. Just the dryer. It's, is it just a, no? It's got a name for it, doesn't it? It's just the big ass dryer. Man. I don't know. 
<laughs> but yeah, that was my first thing in the Boatworks. Yes, and I, I tell you what, as, yeah. as you know, we, we, we do have our sponsors and stuff, but a big shout out to Boatworks. So the first time I was there, I had my Miami garb on. I'm a huge Miami Hurricanes fan. And the owner was playing like Golden Tee or something like that with some friends. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, is the Miami game on here? Let's turn it on for you. And I'm like... I'm I'm just there for beer. Like I'm not even. I'm like that. That's the kind of service that I don't expect when I go yeah. to a place. But that's the kind of service that I remember when I go to a place. And I'm like, no, Miami's play it was. I think it was a, a Saturday night game because they were probably playing Florida State or something like that. But it was such a ridiculous feeling to have that. And then their beer choices was ridiculously long. I have yet to be back. Have you guys been to Terry's Terrace since they turned it into a barcade type style? No. Nope. I, I want to go check that out because Terry's Terrace and then you got Ready Player One, which is coming up soon. Oh, goodness to opening. Gracious. Wasn't that supposed to be open by now? I From from what I've been told by my sources, and I don't want to name my sources anymore, apparently, um, uh, they had some issues in regards to copyright infringement or trademark or something like that. Well, yeah, there's that I mean, movie coming out. Because right? you have the movie coming out. And well, I, I don't the think book. they had the movie because the movie doesn't, like, it, it would be in a different trademark realm for confusion uh, in the right. industry. Um, but I think there are other Ready Player Ones out there in regards yeah. to barcades. Yeah. So I think that's what they were doing. But I know the, the people that helped them out, uh, I have a feeling they're going to be winning their court case and everything's going to be fine. But obviously it stops that from any type of, when you have litigation against you, you can't open up a bar. Right. But if anybody's going to go check out that movie, I would highly recommend reading that book because that is a, a phenomenal read. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with the Better on Draft podcast. And we are back with the Better on Draft podcast, episode number 94. 94, yes. 94. The, the year I graduated. Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Elementary <laughs> school? <laughs> I know. You can tell by the grays, you know. Right. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because I, I brought that upon myself. Bullshit. <laughs> that, that was kind of a compliment. If you graduated in 94 from elementary school, you would only be, you know, maybe born in 84. God, I try to compliment you and you make me sound like an asshole. Yeah, but it's the, you know what I would have missed in the 80s? The hell with that. All I can think of now, just for lack of better words, the fact that. One, you're black if you didn't know. Um, and two, hot tub time machine with Craig Robinson, where he goes to the guys like, "What color is Michael Jackson?" Goonies, man. Goonies. Goonies. That's a good Goonies. movie. That was on. That was on Freeform or something or AB, AMC. Actually, I, I saw that it was an anniversary year. They they played it at uh, the Redford Theater out in Old Redford. Oh, I would have loved to go Had see the, that. The dude Did just... they have the octopus scene though? That's a key. Oof. Because the TV version typically doesn't have the octopus scene. Yeah. And you need to have the octopus scene. Uh, Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you guys ever watched Goonies? Uh, I haven't seen it like, since I was like five. So, so like the, in Cut for TV, they remove the octopus scene where like they get attacked after they go down the water slide into the, uh, the, the ship area. And then the octopus attacks them and somebody puts on a pair of headphones on the octopus and then the octopus dances away. <laughs> it's the Goonies. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was on there. I don't think it was in. There. Damn. Yeah, I don't know why. There's just. I mean, it was weird just watching it. This, you know, after growing up and and you know seeing this, you know, during a period when you're not a kid and it's just there's so many different cuts and it keeps going in so many different directions. You're like, wait a minute, I, wait, where's this movie going? This this isn't as good as I remember it was. It's just mouth new, somewhat Spanish. Yeah. The yeah. chick knew somewhat piano. Right. And. um you know, Mikey, uh, was that Sean Astin? Oh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin uh, wanted uh, 
why not the gold? Yeah. yeah so our guests brought us beer, though. Yeah. What did you guys bring us? This is our very first test batch. Uh-oh. It is yeah. a test batch. So be, be nice. It's a forewarning. Um, oh, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I, <laughs> I'll be nice about it. No. Um, I'll say it's, it a, it, smile. it's a very, very simple blonde ale. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just nice and simple. Something that we wanted to test. I wanted to um, do a quad, but my wife didn't think that was a good idea for a test batch. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with your wife here. <laughs> Like when I went to the Belgian beer fest, I didn't bother with triples or quads. I just stick with my, like the the sours and uh, all these other beer styles that were not triples or quads because I wanted to survive. Sure. When you're <laughs> when you have unlimited pours and you're like, I just so let's let's crack it open. Let's try it. Yeah. So does does it have a name yet? Well, There's the a thought thought of a name. <laughs> a lot of our equipment was used for the first time, like including our hot water heater, um, where we were gonna. We had cool we, the beer. Like, yeah, we bought an old walk-in that was for the first time being used for longer than half an hour. We don't have glycol for our fermenters, so we are planning on using a cold room to yeah. ferment them. That's not up yet, and our walk-in broke, so it was fermented way oh. too warm. <laughs> it took us twelve hours to brew it. it now our it, hot know. water heaters broke. Oh. Everything broke, but we found all the flaws in our equipment. That's good. Yeah. So that that was the point of the test batch. You know what I just thought of as well while while you're pouring the blonde, you guys should have named it Jamex Ales because then you have Alex James backwards instead of Jamex James <laughs> Alex Alex James. That's right. So then then you could do you know Jamex Ales. Jamex Ales and Lagers. So. Oh, that's good. <laughs> there you go. See, now we don't need Matt Bush. Fuck him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just need me to make names. Internal name-generating bullshit. We don't need you. I was going to say, I can't lie. He does make really good names. I know he does. Yeah, so then silly stuff started happening. We were, you know, we were stressing out because it's taking way too long. And then we f- we forgot something really stupid, which is the size of the boil kettle. So the beer's coming out really diluted. I'm like, okay, it's a blonde ale, but this is like, you know, borderline like 2.5%. So we had we ended up boiling it for three hours to get the gravity back up, and after a three-hour boil, I'm like, okay, it's not going to be a blonde ale anymore. It's going to be like a copper ale, <laughs> but it's not going to taste right. And then it ended up coming out looking okay, and and it's pretty good. For all in the our things opinion. that went wrong with it, we think it's drinking. I had to figure out which one it was. That's the blonde ale. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that ain't no that's blonde not, ale. That's not blonde. I'd be <laughs> very I'd be very concerned if that was a blonde ale. No, um, but yeah. We um, so we put a little more water. So we bought our equipment back in November, and we didn't get to use it till now. And of course, we got all excited and we started using it without like looking back at what we bought. And we didn't realize that all the kettles aren't the same size. Ooh, <laughs> Some ooh. are bigger than others. So we ended up ended up adding extra an extra ten gallons to the boil. Um, so in which case we had to boil for an extra hour and a half to boil a, off all that extra water. On a day nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, everything else in the brewery broke as we were using it for the very first time. So it took us 12 mm-hmm. hours to make this beer. So let's, It's let's, made with lots of love. <laughs> <laughs> let's make you guys feel really uncomfortable. Blood. Bob, what do you think of this beer? You're the one that writes about beer. You get paid to do it. I can drink it. Remember, this is a test batch, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to be honest, it's it's definitely a little uh, a little bitter, bitter in regards to for a blonde. Mm-hmm. 
but it's so crisp that it's something that I could drink over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to forgive me as I excuse myself, but I do love it. So make sure there's a little bit left because there's somebody else here. Yeah. Now this this is uh, I, I'm 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 as far as the bitter part. That's I guess that that's just his palate, not mine. I I, I don't. Very sensitive to bitterness. Yes, he's yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to IPAs, it's just IPAs. It's just like any any sign of bitter, then you know he's he's he can trying smell to turn bitter off. a mile but, away. Yeah, but that that definitely that that crispness and just I mean yeah, it is just kind of one of those things where I feel like I can just kind of sit here and I mean I could pretty much just drink this all day. This this is actually this is pretty good. I'm usually Thank not you. too much of a fan of. You know, blonde ales and you know wheats and things like that. Sure. I, I I'm I've always been kind of this just browns, porters, stouts kind of person, and I, I've been trying to warm up to uh, the lighter side. This is the better part of this last year, and this is is really enjoyable. I like it. Well, good, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I would uh, even even for the like that that hot bitter. I I drink this all the time. Awesome. Like this would be a lawnmower beer to me. Like this would be the kind of beer that I'd want to drink while I'm grilling or out or doing sure. something like that. Oh yeah. So uh, you guys survived. Fair enough. Our first review. Your first. Your Our first, first public review. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. if if you get past me, that's usually pretty good. <laughs> now bring me an IPA. I'm just going to tell you it's bad already. So just don't take that seriously. Right. <laughs> so uh, we do we do have a, a couple people that joined us real quick as uh, we're kind of you know we brought a lot of beer. And we're kind of drinking it all, so we invited people right. to uh, to come. As he brought his own, well, they both brought their own beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, longtime friend of the show, Eric Brigaman, welcome back. Thanks for inviting me. How are uh, How are you? I'm doing well. Just got done playing softball, so sorry I'm late. Did you win? No. It was okay, then we don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> you did bring someone else, and I don't think I've ever met you. Uh, I'm Amanda Geiger. Okay, <laughs> talking in the mic. It's it's oh, the, it won't bite you back. <laughs> <laughs> we are live. Don't worry. <laughs> this will be recorded forever. Amanda's oh, a wonderful. Amanda's a longtime brewer. She uh, is from the west side of the state. She's brewed at uh, Pike Fifty One Hideout, Cedar Springs, and is currently in between jobs. In between jobs. Okay. Well, I know this great brewer over at Rochester Mills Brewing that might be able to get you a job. But <laughs> I, I don't know for guy. sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah, know I don't about that either. That. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so obviously you guys you brought in some founders. I think it's Pigeon Hill. No, there's nothing here. <laughs> nothing that, there. That's a uh, retro Stroh's can. Retro Stroh's can. All right. Well, you can find both of those beers over at Zatuna Liquor in there it uh, is. Rochester Hills. There you go. <laughs> I wonder if we could throw that in there. Oh, it is. <laughs> I was I was trying to figure out what it was. That that little they put line it, they the put top. it in a white can for the summer for some reason. Did they yeah. really? Yeah. Packaging and everything. Boxes, cans. Oh, yeah, all right. That's, that's fair enough. To try and get you as close to, you know. Stroh's as a can. I, I I tell you what, I still need to bring in my sixty year old cans and bottles of Stroh's to a try one night. So uh, yes. that, that that's some aged beer for sure. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring it. I'm going on. I'm going on the Coon and Bus to a Taste of the Midwest. Maybe I'll bring it over there and get these uh, <laughs> these guys to try it for sure. That might be an ugly trip. Uh, so um, yeah, we've got plenty of beer to try. Uh, so feel free to just start taking glasses and pouring for yourself as we uh, we continue the conversation. Um, but yeah, so this blonde is really really. Good. What else are you making for your first uh, batches for opening? Well, in the wake of the blonde, and you know, I, I all of a sudden got a shot of confidence, so we <laughs> brewed a Russian Imperial Stout just because everybody wants to see a strong beer. Why not? Right. Um, Weizenbach, because that's my favorite beer to drink. Either there or Doppelbach, and it's summer, so I figured we'll do the ale yeast. 
Um, we did an Imperial IPA yesterday. Today we did a mild. Ooh. I'm malt excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, lot of good malt in there. That yeah. was like when, when we were pouring for Latitude 42 at summer, I had Rob go get me a beer. And he comes back and he, I'm like, wow, this is delicious. What is it? It was Ghetto Blaster. I'm like, I've had this a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing, though. Well is, played, is, Rob. Well hey, played. Hey, do what I can. You know, we, we've had all these beers and for – you know, and, and I've again, it's one of my many ad nauseum phrases. We're so disloyal as craft beer fans. Um, you know, we, we go to the newest, the better, the greater, the next, you know, and it's great, but we don't go back to what we know and what we love. And you, you have, and I think Ghetto Blaster is on that, that list of things that you go back to, those things you love. I think Ghetto Blaster is one of them. I think uh, going to Atwater, Dirty Blonde, and Vanilla Java Porter. I'm trying to think of other Dragon Meat's Final Absolution or Eric the Red, uh, Kunin's Drippa. I mean, everyone loves Drippa, but they forget about it until it comes around. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing is is that you know there's so many choices, and it, it's not we we say disloyal as a negative connotation, which it kind of is. But in the same sense, there's so many choices for you to try that it's like you almost feel like you have to try or you have to at least try a new. And and I think. When you guys open and you guys are going to get swamped that first weekend that you open because we've heard stories when we had Ascension on. We've heard stories when we've had uh, Downey on, Dearborn. That first weekend when people know that you're open, people will come and they will be there. You know, they will try your beer and they will go for it. Ascension, I think, brewed double what they thought they would make and they still sold out in a day and a half or two days. So, I mean, you should see that just from their Facebook page. Every time these guys post a picture, it's like the, the first three comments. When are you opening? When are you opening? Yeah. When are you opening? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's I think, crazy. I think that's with all of them. And I think it's it's just a struggle with getting all the licenses because you, you've got to, you know, as much as you're not doing the food because a restaurant is hard enough to oh, open, yeah. period, in the city especially. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get to learn that within my industry. But doing that with the brewery, getting the license, the city. And thankfully, you guys aren't the first brewery in the city. Right. So yes. they do at least understand what's going on because they've had Baffin. When we had Downey on, they were the first ones in the city yeah. ever, like not even pre-prohibition, like <laughs> first ones ever to have a, a brewery. And what was great is, is that the city of Dearborn was on top and they're like, all right, let's figure this out. What do we got to do? What do we mm-hmm. need to do? And having that type of backing is great. And then you have like Northville or North Center Brewing. I don't know if we mentioned them. We'll mention them again. North Center Brewing sponsor uh, yeah. over on North Center Road, just south of Eight Mile. Go check them out. Their coconut brown was so good. Did you get a chance to oh, have you it? Damn right, I did. Hell yeah, it was so yeah. good. No, yeah, it was we good. actually we met with them um, before we opened, and he was so nice. Yeah. He showed us his business. <laughs> did you go talk to Kevin? Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, he did a, like a total presentation. Showed us how he opened up, everything he went through with the city, with everybody. Um, equipment <laughs> and then Granite City came in, was just like brewery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he told us about all that. But no, he's such a great guy. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. This is why we we enjoy having uh, um, Kevin as one of our sponsors, North Center Brewing. Fully, um, I'm trying to think where we are in regards to. We, we still got 15 minutes to chat. And, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, we got time. This beer is actually really good. Do you have more? <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's make sure yes. we, we we have two more guests that uh, that would love to try this blonde. This is their yeah. first beer ever, so be nice. And what is the brewery name? <laughs> Jamex. Okay. Jamex. So this is going to be opening yes. up in St. Clair Shores Excellent. hopefully next month. Cool. So uh, definitely check them out. Um, really, that, that blonde's really – I don't go for blondes too often. I'm trying to think of like all the blondes that I mean, I've the had. only the only one I've, I've, I've really had that I liked was from uh, Veterans. 
Veterans one was really the, the, good. The Blonde Bomber. I thought that Out, was. I thought it was. Outwaters is hit or miss. The Dirty, yeah, the dirty Blonde. Dirty Blonde. It's just. I, yeah. I think the bad times I've had it thinking about it in my head have been where I know the lines aren't clean. Right. Okay. So right. I know the beer isn't that good. <laughs> like I know the beer is better than what it's presented at this time. Right. Right. Angela, and you you haven't haven't commented. What do you, what do you think about it? The beer? Yeah. Oh, I said it was good. Oh, I didn't hear it. Yeah, it's good. She's very quiet over there today. She's still tired from her cross-country trip. (laughs) She was at the Gorge Theater in George, Washington. Yes, I was. I saw that. My dad got really confused because, first of all, my dad wanted to know more about your trip than how my day was. Because I said said you were in Banff, and he's like, oh, my gosh, and it's like all these stories. My dad's a big traveler. Um, within you know U.S. and Canada, so I told him this, and she's like, "Oh, she go here, she go here, she go here," and I'm like, "Hi, Dad, <laughs> haven't seen you in two weeks. Nice to see you. Glad I could stop by." I can't. I really wasn't that sarcastic because he did bring us all these boiler beers. Right. Yeah, the no. beers he brought are good too. These, these are I, some. The whole time I was gone, I feel like we were dodging wildfires. It was crazy. There's a lot of there's a lot of fires out there right now. Really, we would be driving and you just see tunnels of smoke. That's scary. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's what's coming up for your, your free bar articles? I think you mentioned that you're going to be heading to the uh, the southwest part of the state. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually going out there for a completely different project, but I'm planning on hitting a few breweries along the way. You know, seeing seeing what I like out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. do, do you do anything more than just beer, or do you do spirits, wine? Yeah, I you know I I like writing about meads and uh, spirits especially. Um, Do you have a favorite mead out there right now? <sighs> um, you know I've I've really enjoyed a lot of the ones I've had from Shrams. Obviously, can you comment on their latest release? I cannot. <laughs> no, I haven't had their latest release. What is their latest release? Uh, the Black Agnes. I, yeah, I actually w- was on my way today, and I already missed the wait line to get in line. So. <laughs> The line to get in line. Yeah. I mean. Is this did, did did Ken Schramm like pick the blackberries or something from his backyard? <laughs> no, that, using, oh, doing, that's the heart of uh, darkness. So what they're doing is they're releasing a couple cases every day. I think for a cup for a week or so of leading up into a meet. God, weekend. that's so smart. And. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So both, I tried two days in a row and I've missed it both days. It's not, like I said, it's not like a a wonderful commute down here from where I live. (laughs) So I don't know if I'm going to keep trying. (laughs) You should just move down here. Uh, yeah, maybe one day. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I don't like waiting in line for beer. I have to, I have to roll my eyes at the situation just because there were so many haters last night saying, oh, these people are so dumb for waiting in line or, oh, this release sucks because I work a nine to five. And then I don't know who was waiting in line today, but I was bound to be there at 310. And at 310, I was already too late for the 4 p.m. opening. I mean, those, those are the same people. Well, did you know at 310 you were too late? Yeah, my friend, my friend filled me in. But I, I was I was already on I mean, the expressway ten minutes away. I mean, I would I would hate to have shown up and then been like you know that number fifty one of fifty you know <laughs> where there's fifty tickets and you're number fifty one and you're just looking. But that's the thing though is you know we'll we'll, we'll kind of hone this back to 
uh, some of the articles that we're going to be talking about at Ferment- Fermentation Week. Uh, but when Travis, I think the first or second release of Boss Tweed, oh, they released two cases per person. And then they realized as uh, there was, was the still first, was a first, line yeah. around first the building yeah. that they needed to lower it. So they did one case per person. Right. And then there was still a line around the building. And they're like, we need to do a six pack per person or two six packs. And people were complaining because they didn't get the full allotment. I'm right. like, you're lucky you got two six packs. Exactly. And I remember in, in talking to him before the release started, I mean, he was just completely brimming with confidence that there was enough beer. It's like, we, we've had the releases before. We're, we're not going to run out. We should be able to handle this fine. And then, you know, I got my my case and a half, and then people came in, two cases, two cases, two cases. By the time I got home, I'm looking on Facebook, and I'm saying... The Facebook. Oh, the, the Facebook. The Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook as opposed to the Where's, Twitter. Uh, well, hold on. What's uh, What was uh, Justin Timberlake's character in the movie where he told him to remove the... From the the, the social oh, network. Oh jeez, wasn't he Sean Fanning? Wasn't he the Napster dude? I think so. I think so. I can't remember. All right, go on. Sorry, but no, I'm just saying it's like you know, Sidebar. just just looking Sidebar. at you know the post and people were just getting all up in arms. Oh, damn it! Now it's down to one case. Oh, how am I supposed to you know what what am I supposed to do with one case? I don't know. Fucking drink it. Other than that, what am I supposed to do with the one case of beer? <laughs> one case there. of beer, and I mean, it was... Old Nation has been nothing but generous. Exactly, I mean, they, they sell their they sell their kegs. I mean, right. a lot of breweries don't do that, and they are so reasonable. And then, and people got pissed off about this latest release where they decided, okay, let's not do this one day. Let's do this over three days. You guys still buy? You use the ticket system? You buy a ticket? You come into one of these three days? You still get you you get your beer. Oh, why does it got to be those three days? I, I work those. Oh, I'm on vacation. I'm like you don't need I, a I, case of Bondsweet every time it's released, right? That's, exactly. And it's a nine percent beer. I mean, are you just wasted every <laughs> single day of the week? I, it seemed like people were getting it, people were getting more pissed <laughs> off. I drink a beer every day too. <laughs> just not a nine percent. Exactly. People were just like it was like either being pissed off because they either they, they couldn't get it or they they couldn't get a friend who could get there. It, it just was on this day where they were on vacation. It was people. Or, or always, maybe we should start releasing beer on the eighth day of the or, week, right? Or, or that <laughs> like the biggest one that I think I saw was that people were upset that it wasn't distributed yet. And you know, for those oh, that so then actually they complain that it's put on Meyer's shelf and it's not kept cold enough. I mean, for Pete's sake, I think, I mean, I'm it's, out. It's a I'm, I'm tapping out, out of this industry. Really I can't do it. I feel like I just like my entire life went to Angela, and Angela is saying everything that I would normally say. I'm gonna recommend. I, I'm gonna recommend something you do for any of these tastings is you pull the media card and you contact people and say, "Hey, we're reviewing new products or reviewing new meads and." Want to give me a bottle? So we yeah, I've totally out. never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can't get in line, try it. <laughs> yeah, I've try. never done that. So let's let's make sure. So Jamex Brewing, uh, St. Clair Shores, where are you guys going to be at? Between 8 and 9 on, on Harper, probably closer to 8 Mile Road. 8 and 9 on Harper. That's over by, like, LA Fitness and... Yeah, Just pretty much. Yep. If you take the ninety four exit off of um, Eight Mile or Vernier, Vernier, yeah, LA Fitness. Right I was gonna there. say I've, I've I've been on that exit many times. It's a mile, <laughs> mile south of uh, Savvy's. That's where Taco Bell is. <laughs> yeah, there just south of Taco Bell. Just south of Taco Bell. Oh, I know where that is. Wait, oh, Taco no, Bell. I was like, Taco Bell's right at Eight Mile. I know there's another one over by um, oh, Nine and Little Little Mac. Little and yeah, the the the, the eight the eight or Vernier yeah. and uh, Harper one is that's yes, that's I've, I've right. been to that one plenty of times. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, sober, completely. <laughs> sober. So you guys got a. <laughs> so you guys got a website, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Those would be. So um, we've got the website jamexbrewing.com. Um, we have our Facebook page, um, Jamex Brewing. Um, it's a which very nicely we designed website. Dude, Thank you. They paid yes. for it. Doesn't match. Hey. We all- <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to do a quick shot to a different person, but uh, okay. Uh, um, actually, a very nice um, local did it for us. Um, his name yeah. is John Ross, and he's getting into IT and stuff, and so he did a really good job on our website. Um, then we do have a Twitter and Instagram account, but I'm learning how to use them. And I'm really still, I keep forgetting about Twitter and Instagram. I, I feel your pain about Instagram. It's just so much. So much. You got, so I'm going to give you guys a quick insider. Uh, there's a company called Hootsuite, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E. Oh, yes. Use Hootsuite. Yes. It'll help you with your social media in regards to getting everything in one, in one general one, location. One post, and you could just have it go to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook all at the same time. That's the same thing out. Yep. Yep. Is this like a so repetitive to everybody? everybody? Uh, yes. Yes, it does. Um, that's why I am terrible at it. Because um, I get bored or uninterested, and I'm and trying to obviously the same post in it, three different spots. It, it's not necessarily that because I think a lot of people, I think people who are trolling, not trolling, moving around in the the beer Instagram or moving around specifically for beer photos. Whereas like beer Facebook and stuff, one you have to understand is that your Facebook page only reaches twenty percent of your audience. Right. Um, so at that point, unless they have your C for like C first setup or anything like that. Uh, they're not going to technically see it, but whereas you have Twitter and Instagram, I think more people are going to see it in the first place on those. Uh, but Facebook still number one, be all end all. Oh, yeah. What about MySpace? Um, I, I mean, mean, unless Jamex is in your top eight, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. And I mean, that's if you have top eight. You have you to could mention do... them in your live journal. <laughs> you no, no. I never Come on, Andrew. Everyone uses Dead Journal now. <laughs> <laughs> Live journals too cool. You gotta be you gotta be against the grain and use dead. It's the same same exact thing. <laughs> I was gonna say, have you guys ever looked back at your old social media accounts that are still up? Because they're still that there. Stuff. It's <laughs> so oh, I don't even know if I, I can get to them. Leave no trace. <laughs> I, I have a feeling I'm gonna try to go find Angela's old MySpace account now and see what I can find. <laughs> like, oh, there's Angela in elementary school. <laughs> Yeah, so I was say, oh, it's not that old. <laughs> well, MySpace is what, 2002, 2001? And you were at, yeah, you were in elementary school when MySpace first started. I didn't have one then. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have an AIM account back then? Oh. BRB, I got to go. <laughs> new aim account who's this god i was gonna say aim isn't even that dead yet it's that was it's like dead. six seven years yeah, it's still dead but it's not yeah, like that dead like, i haven't i haven't uh added someone on their screen name since i got a cell phone back in oh god 11 years ago <laughs> oh jesus i was wow. gonna say i was selling cell phones in 2002 back when pagers were still a thing <laughs> Motorola V60, that was the new the new hit thing. <laughs> when, when you were paying 15 to 20 cents a text message both ways. Did you see that, uh, that new Trillium that dropped yesterday with the Nokia on it? No. It's an IPA, you wouldn't care. I wouldn't, but go on. Obviously, we're on a radio show, and there's seven other people here that might. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a sketch of an old Nokia phone on there. 
The blue, the cute little blue the ones. Bulletproof ones. Those are great phones. <laughs> yeah, Those were when when people complain about like the service and stuff, like eighty percent of bad service is your phone. The other twenty percent is the service. That's but, when you used to only turn phones on to make a phone call. Oh yeah. That's back when you had a landline and you actually answered it without a caller ID. <laughs> It's like you didn't even know who was on the other line. You yeah, answered the phone without knowing who was on the other line. How scary does that sound now? Yeah. Like that that That's was fun. back in the day when people would knock on your door because they were in town and they wouldn't call to say they were. They would just, hey, what's going on? I haven't seen. Now you're knocking on the door and you know it's a Jehovah's Witness. Or, uh, <laughs> you're <laughs> from the window. <laughs> Do you need to change your uh, cable internet? I'm here to sell. Wow. Wide open west. <laughs> I was gonna say my mom got by got by with one of those. Uh, it, it was it was a, literally an encyclopedia salesperson, <laughs> like in like two thousand. I'm like mom, <laughs> like oh this is good for your schooling. And I'm like I understand that and I could probably use it, but I know how to use the internet now. Has anyone here listened to the Serial podcast? I do. I want to hijack this podcast and talk about that podcast. The Serial we Podcast? We can save it for after, yeah. yeah well, well, we, we could talk. I'd love to talk about the Serial Podcast. That's a great uh, uh, a great series, both uh, both seasons. Well, the Bo Bergdahl season. Uh, the first season was good with Adnan. Um, so, Robert Allen, how can they find you? Twitter, Facebook, Untapped, Grinder, whatever. <laughs> well, I'd say three out of four of those. They're going to find me uh, pretty easily. Uh, Spirits of DET on Twitter. That's at Spirits of DET. And then on Facebook, RobertAllen.News or Detroit Free Press. And Freep.com. That's an easy way to find me, too. All right. Rob, this is your show, not this, mine. This is, this is my show? Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just a co-host. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for episode 94 of the Better on Draft podcast. Thank you, Bob, uh, Jamax Brewing, Mr. Eric Brigerman, and I'm sorry, I completely miss in between jobs. Miss in between jobs for for coming on the show, um, and of course, no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Take care, guys. Good night. <laughs>